what's going on? It's your boy, Ann Bonham. Welcome to another week, another episode of the Off The Wall Podcast. You know what I'm saying? I went backwards about that. I was supposed to say the Off The Wall Podcast. I'm your guy, Ann Bonham, but hey, it doesn't matter. It's no rules. I do what I want. You know what I mean? It's my show. You know what I mean? So um, I welcome y'all back for another week. Um, thank for everybody that supported last week's show with Mayor Stevens. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor Stevens, for you know talking to the community of Wilson, North Carolina, telling us about the good plans that's coming up and how you guys can get involved. You know what I mean? Shout out to Mayor Stevens. Shout out to Mayor Stevens. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, man. Today, uh, you know, I have a special guest. I have Miss Charlene Richardson from All Things Financial, located out of Goldsboro, North Carolina. She's going to be joining me a little later on today. Um, you know, before we get into that, man, I, I want to, you know, I want to congratulate y'all for getting y'all stimulus checks. A lot of people done started getting their stimulus checks. Um, it's kind of crazy. Stimulus checks dropping. Um, people are just back outside. Like, you know, people are just back outside. No masks, no nothing. Um, like it never went nowhere. I guess money can, you know, fix a lot of things, man. I mean, states states like uh, Texas, uh, Mississippi, hey, Georgia, hey, they, they wild out there. We saw what he, y'all saw what he was doing All-Star Weekend. They wild. They, they just don't care. Hey, man, if Gucci, I saw pictures like if Gucci man, a little baby, if Gucci man ain't wearing a mask, why should I wear a mask? You know what I mean? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm bullshit, man. I know I'm, I'm taking this serious because I know a lot of people done passed away from Corona. I believe it's very real. But yeah, Georgia is acting like, you know what I'm saying? They partying like it's 1999. You know what I mean? Um, on some print shit. Uh, Florida, they wildin'. You know what I mean? They been wide open, man. So I don't know, man. I gotta look at the statistics, man. I guess I guess I need to look at the statistics. I don't and see what's going on in those states that's opened up, man. I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't know. Um, you know, North Carolina's not opened up, but people are moving around like it's opened up. Um and the $1,400 is making it even hot out here, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm really hating on y'all that got that 14 because I haven't got I didn't get the other two stimuluses either. I didn't get the 6 or the 12 for some reason. I don't know. I don't know if they're waiting to hit me up when I do my taxes for this year in a couple of weeks. So what, man? But yeah, I definitely want in on the festivities, man. Let me get my 1400 and a mule. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, definitely shout out to y'all with that fourteen hundred. Um, and y'all people, stop trying to tell people what they should do with their fourteen hundred, man. Y'all want people to save the world with the fourteen hundred, man. Let people want to do it. They want to save it. Let them save it. If they, you know, want to put it towards bills, let them put it towards bills. Hey, if they want to, you know, blow it all, they that's them too, man. You know, let people live their lives, man. Like I think on social media, people try to live other people's lives. You know, tell other people what to do too much, man. Just shut up, man. You know, worry about your money. Do what you're going to do with your money, man. Um, what else was this week? Oh, the Kirk Franklin uh, debacle with him and his son, man. Matter, matter of fact, let me let me play the clip for y'all, you know, for people who haven't heard it yet, to get a little context on that. relationship with him as a family. We've tried for many years through counseling, through therapy, to try to rectify this private family matter. 
Recently, my son and I had an argument that he chose to record. I felt extremely disrespected. Hey, let me let me let me let me let me stop Kirk right there, man. Cause honestly, I, I don't feel like you should get out here on social media and apologize for what goes on in your home. I don't know why we have gotten to that point in society where people feel like they gotta explain themselves what happens about what happens in the privacy of their home. Yes, I mean y'all acting like he was cussing out a little kid. That was a 33-year-old grown ass man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he's Knowing the world is sensitive how it is sensitive, he's bringing some stuff about his dad, Kirk, who is definitely the breadwinner of that family. And what it looks like, you know, from what it looks like, you know, Kirk Jr., whatever his name is, you know, if if, if, if Big Kirk Sr. goes down, I mean, little Kirk ain't going to be able to hold it down and bring the money in for the family. So I don't understand that. And plus, it was just it was a corny move altogether, man. Like. I don't know what's going on, man. Like, that, that's that's very crazy, man. It was a 33 year old grown man, man. I mean. It happens, man. Your your parents, grandparents sometimes cuss you out. I mean, if people know my grandma, Christine, sweetest person I've ever met, like, in my life, even if it wasn't my grandma, like, seriously, like, one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life would do anything for you. Never met a stranger. She's always caring to everybody. I remember we moved, one of the many times we moved back and forth from um, Wilson, and um, I was going to Forest Hills Middle School, and I was getting into a lot of trouble. And I think I got suspended. Instead of calling my mom, I called my grandma. So when I, you know what I'm saying, to try to avoid getting, because, you know, there was a spanking there. Yes, yes. I don't know if my, you know what, mom? Mom, dad, I hope they come back and cancel y'all, too, for spanking me. Y'all deserve to be canceled for all the whoopings y'all gave me when I was younger. <laughs> Cancel my mom and dad for that, man. But no, seriously, though, um, I remember getting in trouble when I called my grandma. You know, my grandma would come and be the voice of reasoning and everything, you know, talk to me. But I think I got, that was like my fourth or fifth time getting suspended that year. And like when I was trying to explain to her, you know, trying to be like, no, it ain't me, grandma. You know, it's about them. I actually heard, like, yeah, my cousin stuff just listen to this, like, this is true on everything. My grandma really looked at me and said, I don't want to hear that shit. And I'm, I'm like, what? Like, and it, like I said, if anybody up here that knows my grandma Christine, like, that's church going lady, mother of the church, like, never heard her cuss before. But, you know, I, I, I had pissed her off. I had made her cuss, man. So if my grandma Christine can cuss, hey, man, anybody out here cussing, man, you know what I'm saying? But, and and it's, it's not about that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can tell there's some issues going on with and, and through the home that home and uh just by the way you know Kirk said you know they had talked he had called his counsel and the son took that part of the phone call out but e either way you know that's none of our business but you know what I'm saying like younger Kirk man you're 33 that was a corny move you just did recording your father sending out to the world especially knowing how sensitive the world is they might try to cancel him for that over some crazy reason you know. So, um, you know, I hope uh, prayers to the Franklin family. I hope they can figure it out. But that was none of our business. You know what I mean? That whole situation was none of our business. But anyway, man, you know, I don't want to um, hold us up any more alone. After the break, we'll be back with none other than Miss Charlene Richardson. Let's go. Jerry Production. on Big Boston 2 We bossed up a whole lot more A lot of shit that went on uh, We got way more money We've subtracted a lot of people out of circle yeah. Let's get it Lottie Dottie, they call me Giovanni I pay 
made all tabs, I ain't run on nobody No bold business here, nah, I earn this all And if that's what you wanna hear, gonna turn this off I'ma show you how to ball without ducking your dog Or ducking this cause, that's why nobody fucking with y'all Just valet the beans, bout to run in the mall And buy everything I want, my pocket's comfortable, dawg Can't lie, not too long ago I took me a fall Trying to help folks that wouldn't even help me at all Had to plant the right seeds with the money I earned Now let them learn, the bridges burn, now they ain't my concern Might trade my big body for a coupe Cause nowadays, dude, I only fuck with a few Buy lug is a family, not a motherfucking group Shot moves with eight balls, nigga, I could never hoop Crossed over the heroin, ten on the whip, the bitches staring They can barely see my face, but you can see the shiny glaring gems Wintertime, mink jacket and a pair of Tim's Been seen in them since a teen, who can compare to him? Don't give a fuck what niggas do or what you niggas move I'm on some grown man shit, I got nothing to prove I told my jeweler, diamond pointed jewels I want rocks, not chips, two sixes, not these other crews Threaten me, don't be another fool You must be ready to move and put your kids in another school But I don't play with family members, I stick to the rules But I stick to their ass till they lead me to you About to move out west, I need me a view And when it comes to connects, I got me a few But I'm with Cardo, cooking up dope shit Told my A&R I go back to selling dope, bitch Real quick, psych, nah, I ain't say that I said it in my head when they ain't show me where my pay at Everybody scratching their head like where it pay at Probably where a bank at or laughing where a safe at Might get the Maybach, I really think it's great that I'm even in the league to debate that Cause I remember hustling, waking up to shave crack What I lost, I made back, place me where the grace at, nigga Yes, 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 yes. Welcome back, man. Without no further ado, let's get Miss Charlene Richardson on the line. Let's go. Hello. Hello. Is this Miss Charlene Richardson? It is. It is definitely me. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Off the Wall Podcast. I'm at y'all. Well, you already know that. You know what I'm saying? You already know that. Yes, I already know who you are. <laughs> Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. You know, um, before you got on, I was doing my intro and everything, letting people know who you was that I know of. So before we get into everything, introduce to people who you are and what you do. So my name is Charlene Richardson. I am what you call a serial entrepreneur. Um, I own, I am the owner of RTB Consulting, which is Richardson Tax and Business Consulting and Richardson Insurance, but I am the co-owner of All Things Financial. ATF Logistics and two ladies in a fleet. So I have a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> I have two boys. Um, Jaden is in college and Julian is in middle school. And that's it. I just love helping people. You just love it. Hey, look, so I'm, I'm guessing because I've never heard the term serial entrepreneur, but I, after you explain and broke down all the businesses, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that it means that you have multiple, you know, multiple endeavors. Right. Means that I do more than just. I work for myself on more than one um, area in my life. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I see that. I see that. Okay, so are you originally from the North Carolina area? I am not. I am from Brooklyn. Bro- oh, um, BK? Okay. BK! Yes, <laughs> my mom is from Trinidad, but my dad is from North Carolina, so we ended up moving to North Carolina um, right around when I went to middle school. Okay, okay. Um. So what high school did you come out? Did you graduate from out there? 
am a warrior. Fi- oh my good. Let's Finally, we have somebody from hunting. Okay. Nothing against the Bruins. Nothing against the Bruins or the demons. I mean, we did kill him on the first day. I mean, first pet rally, but you know, nothing against him. I am a warrior. Yeah, warrior at heart. Yeah, no, no doubt. Hey, look, shout out to you. That's definitely. I'm, I'm definitely feeling this interview now because I done had a rash of Bruins. And you know, shout out to Bruins. You know what I mean? Shout out to Bruins. I talked to a lot of Bruins up here these last couple of weeks, but uh, definitely good to hear a warrior, um, a successful warrior. So, when you decided to start run, start your business, like what what made you to the point where you wanted to be an entrepreneur yourself? Because you know, everybody has a story where they got to that point, like, hey. You know, I, I don't. You know, I don't know whether you might have been working before you decided to open your business ever. But like, what got you to that point where you said, "Hey, look, this ain't it. I need to start doing something for myself, leave a legacy, for my legacy. You know, build my own legacy right. and leave it for my children." So I basically started. Um, I was working at the prison. I hated that job, but in Rocky Mount, Nash County. I I actually worked in um, at Mari Correctional out in a close custody facility. Mm-hmm. Nothing but men, dangerous men at that. And I was I was a correctional officer. And even though I was a correctional officer, I went to become a correctional officer. Because my mom told me, you know, in her mind, you're supposed to work for the, for the state. And so oh, I decided yeah. to go work for the state. They said they were going to make good money working for the state. And I guess I did. But I was just as broke as I was before I went there. So uh, when I got, when I started working for the state, I didn't want to quit my job. So I started selling waist trainers and butt lifters. I had went to a wedding, got a bad waist trainer, and I was like hurting the whole time. So I bought a couple of waist trainers and I was just selling them to my friends in the beginning until um, I sold $6,000 worth of waist trainers one month. I made $6,000 selling waist trainers and butt lifters. And so it kind of piqued my interest like, oh my God, I could really make money on my own. I had always been really good in sales. I worked at Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't had 99 jobs. So I don't work at Bed Bath & Beyond as a customer service manager. I was selling vacuum cleaners, sheets, pillows, like nobody's business. But I had no idea what commission was. And so I just started out with just waist trainers and butt lifters and then I started getting into the MLM network with doing tea and I was just like it's really money out here so in that transition I was still working at the prison so imagine you working 12.5 hours a day you got a lot of time to think you know and I was just sitting there thinking like how much more money I could really be making selling waist trainers and butt lifters and tea if I wasn't here and I promise you, God's honest truth, I got to work one morning at 5.45, and the song on the radio came on, and it said, um, Car Ain't Got No Roof was the name of the song. I literally turned around that day and quit my job. I quit. I was working at a prison, and I just quit. And um, I went and got my insurance license the same day. I had already been going through the classes and stuff, and I had went and got my insurance license. And that's, that was the start. So 2015, I quit my job, and I have been I'm – un, I'm, I'm unhirable now. I, I have not worked for anybody since 2015. Hey, I like that. I like that unhirable. I'm going to have to use that myself. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, I think hey. it's a bit – I'm not going back. I, it's almost impossible. And I think about it every day. Like, what's the least – what's the worst that could possibly happen? Like – I could just be broke. Like, I, everything that I have done over the last couple of years, I can do again. I can rebuild everything that I've done because I've been self-taught. I basically taught myself everything that I know. Like, I did go to college for a little while. I went to college for accounting. But I still don't use any of the stuff that I've learned in school. Like, everything else was just, like, 
going out here getting these certifications and stuff. It was just basically like working and just trying to figure it all out. I was basically out here looking for me today. Like Charlene 2015 was looking for the Charlene that I am today. Okay, and I see you found the eight. Hey, I'm more impressed that you quit off a Young Dro song. Did you say, hey, go I got my room. We be in the city. Hey, look, that is great. <laughs> hey, like, so so Young Dro got you to quit. You just was going to work. And you're like, you know right. what? Fuck that car. You, you just, were you singing to it when you was going? Man, I was singing the song so hard. <laughs> I, I, be, I, I had started reading um, Thinking Girl Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. And so in a part of the book, it talks about burning bridges. And that was like when young girl said, my car ain't got no roof. I was like, he talking to me? Like, I don't read this book. Like, you know, and it. I mean, I tell people don't quit your job unless you have a plan. Because I had absolutely no plan. But I tell you what, I ain't missed a bill or a meal. You stepped out and on faith. You stepped out on faith in the work. I stepped out on faith. Like, right. I'm not a, not a, you know, uh, uh, Bible-toting Christian or anything, but yeah. I grew a closer relationship to God in being an entrepreneur way more than I did ever before I became an entrepreneur. Mm, so, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think... I, I think that's everybody hits that spot. You just got to pay attention to it. You know, me too. You know, I, I was one of them people. I don't know how you was. Like, when I was younger, you know, I had them parents and grandparents. Because um, I wasn't raised here in the North Carolina area. You know, my pops was in the military, so I moved around a lot. But, uh, you know, our oh, roots man. is here in, in North Carolina. So, you know. I can so, coming back in the summer, you know how your parent, your grandparents got you going to vacation Bible school and church all the time? My mom had us going every day. Yeah, like, see, that's how it was. And, you know, when you get grown, you were like, I'm not doing that shit. And that's how it was. But now, as I'm getting older and I'm trying to, you know, finding where I'm supposed to be, I find myself, you know, going back, praying a little more. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. Reading a little more, you know, getting closer to God. You're right, man. And it helps you get to your purpose, yeah? It, it definitely right. does. If you pay attention. A lot of people don't be paying attention to signs. Like, you that day, you you had the sign, you stepped out on faith, and, you know, Joe helped you out with that. Right, he did. He really did. <laughs> One of my I favorite rappers. That's crazy. Risk taker. Yeah. <laughs> I take risks. I know it, but yeah. I mean, I don't I, suggest it. <laughs> yeah, it, now that's definitely not for everybody. You definitely got to know. But some in some things, man, how you gonna win if you never want to risk nothing, man? You got to risk something. Right. Yeah, you got to step out there. So. I know one thing you said I noticed when you said um your mother told you about a state jobs. I think a lot of people around this area tell their kids that like they think it's the old days i think back in the days that's why parents right. said that like that was a thing it was probably it was like oh yeah you get on the state you got it made you got your pension after you work 30 years for these people right. after you work 30 years for these people you know what I'm saying you can retire get your pension and you know back in the days that product was what's up you know you slave yourself but now it's other ways man and i don't think they tell these kids enough they just want them to fall in that same system and, and spend their whole life working for somebody else when they're not really happy right and coming from my mom, my mom is from Trinidad, so she like, you know, we came to America so that you can have a better living. Like, you know, my mom is like real dramatic when it comes to, you know, that's what they did. Like, you know, they went, they sent her mom sent her to England so that she could, you know, go to school and, you know, come over here and get a good job. So it's like constant. You know, somebody telling you that that's not the way to go. But me now, my mom looks at me. She's like, I wish I would have done this. Or I wish I would have done that. But it is definitely an old way of thinking. 100%. Like, I'm trying to retire at 40, for real. Right. Like, hands down. Right. So, so 
Do you think like, the guidance counselors in high school are failing our kids? Because, you know, all they do is push off college. And don't get me wrong, people that's listening, I'm not saying college is bad. For If you know what you want to do and, and you know what you're going into, I think college is good. But I'm going to be honest with y'all. I know 90% of my friends with the college, they're doing some crazy stuff that had nothing to do with their degree. And they in debt. Like, I've seen people that graduated with degrees and they're working like at a furniture place or somewhere right. crazy. Like, But I think like, if you want to be a... debt to go with it. Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Now, this is not for nobody else, but I'm, I mean, I have a little bit of college debt, but it ain't, it's nothing compared to my friends. Like, you know, I, I instilled in my son, like my son wanted to become a lawyer. He, you know, he real, his, his talk game real good. He probably get it from his daddy, but you know, we sent, we sent him off to college, but you know, he's doing very well at college, but he already has the understanding that even though he is there, he's there for a reason and one reason in particular. So if he ever says, I don't want to be a lawyer, he coming home. He already knows that. Like we don't, I don't, I think when I was in high school, if somebody would have talked to me a little bit more, I probably would have done things a little differently. I had my son in high school. I had my son, I was 18 when I had my first son. And even though I graduated with honors, none of that really mattered because the school, the college that I was going to didn't have a mommy and me dorm being, you know, I couldn't take my son with me to school. So I opted out of going to college, but had somebody told me like, girl, you don't got to have, a, you, you don't have to take, you know, do this or do that and come back to it. I probably would have, but it would have took away from what I have now. Like I put my son to college. I sent my son to college because I wanted to, he don't have to, he could take one of these businesses that I have, but I chose to send him for the experience an experience that I never got a chance to get into. But you're right. A lot of people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on college and never actually use that degree. Yeah. Yeah. They get paid $10 an hour just like anybody else. Like, I feel like the learning curve is definitely on the hands-on experience. Yes. And, 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 and the way the world is set up now, like we, we're, we're in the era now where we're seeing kids become millionaires off YouTube, video games. People are actually getting paid for video games now. Some that, you know, your parents, right. like, like, like people are getting crazy paid now for video games. Um, it's just a different era. And I think we don't educate our kids. And, and I think the guidance counselors don't tell them, even even if you don't, like you don't do that and you don't want to go to a, a traditional four year school, you could, they don't, they can go to like, a two-year school or they can you know or they can go get um certification and do something else like it's welders and uh coders and they don't take go to college and they make mad money more money than people right. that's actually going to college like it's, it's a whole lot of different jobs and job titles that you can do besides getting yourself in debt and they don't let the kids know that to make that decision and I think that when it comes to that as well like even if you could just help a child find their purpose in the beginning mm. I spent like four or five years just figuring out figuring out what my why was like what was my real purpose here like what is it that I really like to do like I took me a long time like I realized really early on that them kids is not my why like them kids get on my nerves so <laughs> I knew <laughs> that my kids were was not my real purpose but in my head if I were to die and leave my kids without anything having to think of somebody else having to take care of them and them not treating them the way that I treat them was what lit a fire under me like I, I like I don't want nobody else to, have to take care of them even though they get on my nerves right. I don't want to have <laughs> nobody else to, have to take care of my kids like so it was like just helping a child find a purpose find what they're good at so I, I kind of like schools like Sally B. Howard 
where they have charter schools where you can actually take a talent that a child has and run with it. But it's so many kids that don't have a talent. Like, I didn't have a talent. Like, I wasn't good at sports or anything. Right. But in my mind, I was good at reading. I was good at writing. I was good at getting what I needed and catching on fast. So for me, it was like, there's nobody out here that looks at people like me. Yeah, nobody you could relate to to do the things. Right, there's real. nobody saying like, "Oh, she was," you know. I was real. I was on a debate team at um at Hunt. Don't nobody even know that, but oh, I was on a debate team, you know. But yeah. don't nobody. Don't, they don't have no award for the debate team. You ain't don't have no award show or nothing like that for a debate. But I was really good at it. And you know, when you think about stuff like that, it's stuff like you know somebody should be there in those schools and run to those students that are not going to go to college and they're going to go out here and make a career for themselves. At least let them find out what they're good at. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. They, they they need to do more than that. They need to do more, you know, as far as nurturing our kids' talents. I, I definitely agree with you on that. Right. Um, man, so with ATF, and I think I wrote because I, I work in Goldsboro. I think I wrote it on on West Ash Street, right? Give give out right, give out that address for yeah. Give out that address for our people that it our North Carolina listeners. Two hundred one West Ash Street, Suite One, um, in Goldsboro, North Carolina, two seven five three zero. You should definitely stop by sometime. We are open Monday through Friday, ten to five. Sometimes I'm there on Saturday morning, like by appointment only on Saturdays and Sundays. But you should definitely stop by. I, 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 I definitely am. I still got that. I told you, I'm about finishing what I need to be finished, and I'm, I'm going to holler at you anyway about something I'm definitely, trying to do. Definitely. You should definitely, definitely come by. The co-working space is in full effect. So I always tell people that whenever you see something in much bigger cities, you ask yourself why we can't have that here or why we can't. We can if you if you know somebody decides they want to do it. So we have a huge a huge office. It has 14 right. offices in there, and we have we only use three. So mm. we literally um, allow people to come in to our co-working space. And our receptionist is their receptionist for the day or for the month. However, they decide to book themselves at the co-working space. But again, it was me looking for myself. So I was a traveling entrepreneur. I was a traveling insurance agent. I just needed somewhere to print and copy paper and stuff like that. So um, I just needed something, a place to sit down sometimes to make a few phone calls in a quiet place. So, I love for people to stop by, get up, do a thing for the day. We have the YouTube room. You can do your content and stuff like that. So, the co-working space was definitely a give back. It was definitely a way for us to give people the idea of having an office and letting your clients come in and really feel like you are a much bigger business than what you are. And at the same time, you got to stand in there. So, if you're talking to me and you stand inside of my office, if you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. So, I feel like, you know... People should definitely take advantage of stuff like that because I didn't have that when I was on my journey in the beginning. Yeah, you definitely do. What 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 type of other services do you offer, guy? Offer uh, clients, potential clients. We offer tax prep. We offer bookkeeping, and we also do trucking authorities. We offer book. Um, we do business consultations all the time. I did a booking a business consultation on Saturday, so we do consultations all the time. But mostly, I love taxes. Like taxes is my favorite. Like I don't care what nobody say. I, I absolutely love doing taxes. It's easy when people come in and sit down and they happy because you gave them some money. So it's just yeah. like, I love doing taxes. <laughs> they don't be, they, you know, I hear all the horror stories about tax season and stuff, but we don't have that. I, I, I give really good expectations, like, you know, what they should do and what they shouldn't do. But um, 
well, we do a lot. So it's just like taxes, trucking, and we still have the insurance. We have a full insurance brokerage and a full real estate brokerage. Although we do not, we're not taking on any new clients for insurance and real estate at this very moment because we're trying to clear out tax season. We will go back to it pretty soon. Okay, yeah, it sounds like a, a real full slate. With that one, it seems like it's pretty hands-on and, and a lot of time. Like, how do you have time for your other endeavors? Man, it's been crazy. So, we literally took the time this year to build a team. So, um, with the trucking aspect, um, it's been a little bit harder, but we have an actual team now. So, um, I was able to bring a guy in that I am in love with, and he was able to help me so much as far as the trucking industry. So, again, being hands-on has helped out a lot, being able to do the trucking authorities, being able to work directly with truck drivers, and um, as far as the dispatching side goes. So, it was a lot easier being hands-on with trucking, um, but very easy to show someone else how to do it. So, again, the team... It always goes back to the team. The team helps us do everything and automating a lot of stuff. Taxes can be automated. We have ladies. We have about 30 agents this year, 30 tax preparers that work with us. So if you see me post another tax preparer on my page, it's because she probably worked with me. (laughs) And I don't care if you go with her or with me. (laughs) Either way. Same um, umbrella. Yes, under the same umbrella. Either way, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like we've been able to um, move more to a CEO position this year. I've been self-employed this whole time, but moving into a CEO position is where you do more delegating to other people to help you get the stuff that you want done. Even though I have to train them extensively to do what I do, but it definitely works out to have that extra time to do something different, to in, to do something like a co-working space or to even be able to entertain the trucking business and stuff like that. Oh wow! Yeah, that's man, that's really fun. Answer. I I didn't realize that y'all had that much um going on during your day to day. That's that's very impressive, very impressive. Right. Um, I had a question. You did say you worked in a prison, like in a male prison. Like, how was it being a CEO right. in a male prison? Like, <laughs> you know what? I was I've been telling people like you know I was feel like the color purple all my life. I had to fight, <laughs> but. <laughs> I got tired of fighting every day. You get tired of fighting men, but it kind of, working at a prison gives you a better understanding of people because I think I literally grew up in a bubble. My mom put me in private school from the age of two. So having an understanding of people was only the people. My mom meditates. She literally put me in a place that she wanted me to be in. So I only got to see what she gave me to see. And it was like that all the way through school. Like, you know, she wouldn't allow me to go out. She wouldn't let me do this. She wouldn't let me have a phone. Couldn't pop nobody, you know. So working at the prison, you get a better understanding of people. You understand that just because, I, you know, something so small as getting somebody a, a blanket because they're cold can turn into you married to them. Like, where did that come from? Like, when did we get married? Like, Hold up. So you see, you seen COs marry prisoners? You know what? I have seen CEOs, um, CEOs married prisoners, but meaning it from the aspect of the inmate mentality. Okay. Of because I gave them a blanket, they feel like we're married. Oh. <laughs> right. Oh, but man. I have seen, I, I mean, you see a lot working in a prison. Women do, but I tell any woman that may not know who she is or have a lower self-esteem, I wouldn't suggest going to the prison. Because it's, it's, it's a regular, these are regular people. People right. always say inmate and prisoner because they want you to take away from the idea of it being an actual person, but it's a regular person. Right. Like, 
it's no different than a man or two of meat in the street. Like, just because he's here, I know, you know, he killed his mama. But I can be standing right next to him in McDonald's and have no clue that he would even be thinking about killing his mama. You right. know, so you learn a lot about people and a better understanding that people are people and that you have to learn to adapt to who they are and not the other way around not you change yourself but you got to try to figure out <laughs> what is the best approach so working at the prison was definitely um i don't know why i did it i don't even know why i, I worked at the how, how long was you there <laughs> i was there for two and a half years wow wow i did two and a half years but i always tell people that i'm a hard worker regardless i'm a work if I don't do nothing else, I'm going to go to work. So I still had a commitment to the prison. You know, my commitment was to come to work every day. And that's what I did. I came to work every day. So I always tell people that regardless of what kind of job you have, you got to have some kind of appreciation for the job. Because until you appreciate what you already have, you can't get more. So I had to learn the hard way that, you know, you got to appreciate what you got going on here. Because, I mean, you got to pick your heart. Yeah. Some people think that working at BBNT is is the greatest job ever, you know, sitting behind this, but I can't stand it. Like to me that's hard. It's to sit behind a desk and be there all day long and just have somebody tell me what to do. To me that's hard. Yeah. Somebody else would say, Charlene, me getting up at zero every day would be hard. But to me that's the that's the thrill of waking up. I know I'm starting my day at zero. I I literally love having thousand dollar days. Right. But my two hundred dollar days keep me humble and that's very important too and 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 being uh definitely especially now you're in the ceo role um and i'm glad you and i'm, I'm glad you're here because i wanted to just touch on something i think we had touched on it on on uh social media before can you explain to people because um you do business consultations right you did say you mm -hmm. do business. explain to people because now and don't get me wrong i i'm, I'm a firm believer that uh we all can be set ourselves up to be financially stable throughout life I don't think all of us are necessarily meant to be a CEO or run a business. And, you know, uh, right. R.P. Nip, I think when he died, he put that into a lot of people that they can run this and they can be this and be that, which, you know, that's good and proud of people. But explain to the people how tough it is and what's the difference between being a business owner and just having a hobby. Because right. a, so, a lot of people have a hobby and they go and buy an LLC and they're not even where they need to be. Right. Like, if you are thinking about starting a business, you can start a business with a DBA. Like, just stop getting LLCs. And yes, I do do LLCs and definitely, I definitely charge you for them. But I also educate people on the fact that when you get an LLC, you literally have to pay $200 for that business, whether or not you are going to use it if you made money or you didn't make money. The state still wants $200 from you just to renew it. And so I find a lot of times people have this dream all this time, they done came up with a name. This is the name they want to use. They go out here to get an LLC, and then guess what? It's dissolved. So now they want you to pay back fifteen, pay them fifteen hundred dollars before they'll even open it back up for you. All this extra stuff. So eliminate all of that. Just you know, you can start with a DBA, but start with a, putting a plan in place. And a lot of times, people say, "Oh, go out and get a business plan and stuff like that." Sometimes. I started like that. I started, a, I wanted to open up a, um, a lingerie shop in Wilson one time. And I needed a business plan because I wanted to get a loan and all this other kind of stuff. And I just got discouraged in the whole business planning stage. So 
I learned from that particular business that it might not be the best thing to go forward with trying to get all the logistics out of the way. Like you got to get all that stuff. Just put down a plan as far as what you're going to do, how you're going to make the money and how is the money going to work for you? And how can you make this into a salary? How can you make a salary off of it? Just stop listening to your friends and just, if you're going to do something, pay for a paid coaching program. I pay, we pay about $1,500 a month right now in coaching. Right. That's a, to me, that's a lot of money for a coach. But I think it's but important, though. It's important. It's very, very, very important. Like, people, they they, they want to come to co- come to me for coaching. They're like, $297? $297 for an hour? Yes. Because when you leave for me for with $297, I should take it up, honestly. I, the girl that came on Saturday, I gave her a whole business. Like, she came with a couple of ideas, but I gave her a whole business for $100. Like, right. she can literally go out here and do everything she needs to do. And I'll let, I did it for $100 this weekend. Mm. It will never happen again because I, I charged two ninety seven. <laughs> but I was feeling generous this weekend. Why you just don't but, round it off to three, though? Right. Because, you know, you know, people <laughs> like 97, 99. But they don't like zero. So, <laughs> <laughs> they don't like zero. So, that's just a marketing gimmick. But, okay, you know, gotcha. $300, but, you know, when I add on my three ninety five, because you want to use Cash App or you want to use um, PayPal or something, then, you know, it don't feel as bad when it was two ninety seven and not 300 so. Yeah, okay. Got you. I, I, but I, got you. I, I, I do suggest that people get a plan in place first. Just because your friends sell clothes don't mean you got to sell clothes. Like, I tell people all the time that when you are a business owner, you don't get paid every day. You just don't. You just, it, it, it just doesn't work like that. Even though I had a thousand dollars a day, six hundred dollars goes to my business. Four hundred comes to me. Right. Because I tell people all the time, one of my the things that I always talk about in business conversations is sixty forty. You have to know those numbers. You got to know your numbers. Sixty forty. You have to have sixty percent goes to the business, forty percent goes to you. And until you can flip it, you got to make that money. So if I need to make a thousand dollars for the week, and I had a thousand dollar day. I only made four hundred dollars in that thousand dollar day, so that means I still got to come up with the rest of that other six hundred dollars. So I need to have another thousand dollar day, two more days, two more thousand dollar days in order to make the money that I want to make. So it's always in a mindset shift when you are doing it as a hobby. You just looking at stuff for the money that's coming in. You're not putting the money back to the side so you can re up again. And so I, that's very important. I think I think people see the end results and see the titles that certain people have. But they don't know the process, and that's that, that's what messes a lot of people up. Because not only that, that you like you said sixty forty, but not only that, you know, you still gotta if you got employees, they gotta get paid before you. Uh, your overhead and your building stuff that that stuff has to get paid for supplies, uh, marketing. Like they don't understand like it's where it really comes. That. Yeah, I think that in today's time where we have all these virtual businesses, you have a lot of people that work from home and they can come up with a, a great idea and they can go out here and sell it, and so. Nobody really thinks about all that extra overhead. It's not until it's time to do their taxes that they're like, I didn't even realize I made that much money or I didn't realize that I had to pay for this. I'm like asking them questions like, how much was your cell phone bill? Well, I didn't know you wanted to know how much my cell phone bill is. Why? You take calls with your cell phone, you know, your internet bill. They don't understand that those bills are bills that come from your business or how to pay for the business itself. They just look at stuff as personal still. So, so, 
What about business credit? Like, how important is that, like, for a new entrepreneur? Is it is it something you think they should rush into or no? Nah? I do not think it's nothing you should rush into. I do suggest that if you're going to get an LLC, that you should definitely go ahead while you got your LLC and go on over to um, Duns and Bradstreet and get you a Duns number. That way it is being established while you're in that process of building your business. Right, right. Mm. So Duns and Bradstreet is, comes in, you know, I've seen people, even with truck drivers, I've seen plenty of truck drivers literally just buy trash bags to build their business credit. But I tell people it's so much more than that. You got to have good personal credit. And people say, oh, you don't got a PG nothing. You got a PG to start something. You need a, you got to do a personal guarantee in the beginning. So when you in them very first stages, you got to build that thing. You can't, it's, it's like anything else. It's, it's a social security number for your business. Right. Right, yeah. And we already know how we do with our own social security number. So <laughs> if you jack up your personal, you're going to jack up your business. So, you know, I tell people to just take your time when it comes to building business credit because you can buy a car, a house, clothes, whatever you want through your business. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think that, and that's very good information that you're giving out. I think a lot of people need to take that in consideration. They think they just can't have an idea and just go with it, and the money's gonna come. But like the overhead and all the other expenses, they don't never take account of. And then a lot of, like I said, it's a difference between. Uh, I, I honestly think for you to be to run a company or everything, you might have the ideas, and, and sometimes you might not be the type of person that can supervise other people. You don't know how to motivate other people. I don't think. Being right. a CEO is for everybody, and I, and everybody just thinks that for now for some reason that they can do. No, every you, what's crazy is people are self employed and they think that they're the CEO, <laughs> but they're not. It's still right. somebody else controlling it. Like even with insurance, I still work. With, I'm contracted through a company. Right. That company has every say so about what I post on social media. They still have you know, they still got cuffs on me. So mm. even in being you know, self-employed, somebody is still can control what they pay you and what they don't pay you. So you can't truly be a CEO until you get all that stuff together and you make sure that you're going to get paid a set amount regardless of what happens. Right, right. I think a lot of people are doing affiliate programs. Right. I'm oh. hooked. I got my own coming out. I can't wait. So <laughs> I got my own <laughs> I got one coming for you. So it's just like with affiliate programs and stuff like that where they're not actually doing the work and they're actually just sending the work to someone else to do it. They give them like $25, $50 for every person that they get to sign up and stuff like that. So right. I see it all the time on my timeline. If you want to lose weight, call my friend such and such and she's willing to help the first 25 people. It's an affiliate program. But people will take something like that and say, well, I'm working from home and I'm making money. If you can make money that way, great. All you need is $100 a day to make $100,000. So I don't stop nobody from doing anything, but I tell people to have an understanding that just because you tell somebody to go here and sign up here, that does not make you a business owner. Right. Right. That's very, very, very true. (laughs) <laughs> very true and, and a lot it of people and a lot of people be lying and inflating them numbers about what they doing a lot of people are very deceiving people to uh right. get them to people sign are up not yeah. who they post to be and that's yep. okay but i tell people all the time that when you become an entrepreneur you learn to stand in your truth you better like people say fake it till you make it no ma'am no. 
it does not make any sense. I, I, I sit down with women all the time, and I hear it from the time people come into my office. They say, "Don't, don't be mad. Don't, don't, don't judge me." I always keep my office a judgment free zone because right. I was them. Right. I promise you, I was a raggedy business. I was a raggedy business owner. Right. Like I was a raggedy entrepreneur. Like that's how I started. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. I didn't know that this goes with this, or that you have to do this, or you have to send an email to this person. I had no idea. I didn't know I was supposed to be keeping up with my expenses. I had no idea to keep up with all my receipts. So I tell people when they come in, it's a judgment-free zone. But you got to get the help. You can't yeah. just say I'm gonna do better next year, but you ain't doing nothing to get help. We have coach. We've had a coach forever. So we had we needed a coach to coach the coaches. Like even coaches need coaches. Right. I think everybody needs a coach. You need somebody that's more experienced in in the field that you're going into. You need somebody that's uh, more experienced over you to show you the ropes. Because how do you really know? And you're just jumping into it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody can help you guide a little bit, guide you a little bit. I tell people all the time that if it took me five years to get it, it should only take you two. If you come to me, I can take you as far as I'm at, where I'm at. So if it took me five years to get here... If I'm helping you get there, I already know what's to come. I can get you there in two. Right. I can get you to where I'm at in two years. But you got to put yourself in that place. If you see somebody, I always tell people it's good to have somebody to look up to when it comes to social media and stuff like that. Find somebody that you know is really doing that. And then you go to that person and you get you do follow everything. It's okay to be a copycat. You just got to follow the right cat. Yeah, so you, you gotta, when it comes to social media, you got to find somebody that's real. I see people all the time. I have a girl that I've known her for a while, a couple of years, and she does taxes. And I'm I'm happy for her she does taxes. But she went to somebody all the way in Florida when she could have just joined my team. But she still calls me and wants me to give her advice. I can't give her advice because she's not on my team. Right. And she probably and don't get that yet. It hurts to not want to tell her anything, but it's just like, girl, all I can do is put you on a payroll. It's like, I can pay you if you bring this person over here. There's nothing else I can do for you because you already took the time and energy and your money and your funds to someone else and expect them to do that. But you got to know exactly who people are and getting into business with people that you don't know is like getting into the bed with the devil. So it's just like, you don't want to put yourself in that place. It's okay. You just got to know who is right and who is not. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I, I I think people should be honest about what they do, man, because ain't nothing worse than uh somebody being a great liar and, and you falling for it and you you don't put your faith into it. Then you find out, you know what I'm saying, the whole time, you know, there was a, a whole clown behind the curtain. Right. You know? and but then, I, see, I see it every day. Like, yeah. sometimes I see people on flyers. I'm like, for what? But <laughs> you don't, you don't, <laughs> don't want to kill nobody's dream or nothing, but at the same time, you have the people going to do whatever they want to do. And people are not going to always work. People don't, they, I might not be everybody's cup of tea. Right. But it's okay because I have 30 other tax pay, tax preparers out here that I would much rather them go see them because I'm still going to get paid. Yeah. But I still want them to go see them. Right. They can still do their taxes. It can be that a uh, one girl, she said, girl, my best friend work with you and she do taxes too. So I'm going to have to go with her. I said, girl, I'm okay with that. I yeah. am fine. I know my worth. I know what I deserve. I know what I'm going. I'm going to get my money anyway. Right. That's why I decide, That's why I want to grow. I grew a team of thirty people to go out here and do taxes right along with me. And and and, and you got to you know say and the people got to know what business is and stop not taking anything personal. Like and that's good. You right. don't take that personal. Like business is not. 
nothing in business is personal. People think you it. Know? We see it. We see it every day on, on social media. People get mad because we do. They family. I'm like, yo, if you're depending on your family member, like, oh my family, nobody supports me. Like, if you're depending on your family member to support your business, dog, you you doomed for the start. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You doomed from the start. My, my mom didn't even get insurance with me. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, like she, she, she is just legit. Like my mom, even my mom, my mom, my mom, like you know, she gonna wait. She had to wait to make sure. She waited until I was two, three years into the insurance game before she even said anything to me about coming out to her church or you know dealing with her friends and stuff. Cause she ain't want me to jack nothing up with the relationships that she had with other people. So I understand now, but I took it personal in the beginning. Like, oh, they liking this person stuff. They don't like myself, but... You can't be that you way, yeah. Yeah, you can't be like that. And you, I get it now, too, because, like, in the beginning, I was shy. I was social media shy. Like, I wouldn't really post. I was working at the prison, so I definitely couldn't really post like that. You don't want an inmate to get a picture of you off, off Facebook and right. have his screensaver on his phone. So, <laughs> you know... <laughs> so, I mean... I wasn't really like telling people exactly what it is that I do, but now I just won't shut up about it. I'm gonna tell anybody. I don't care if I'm on an elevator. I'm always telling somebody what I do, asking people who do your taxes, asking people you got a trucking business. What what do you do? Who do you carry with? Who who does your dispatching? You know what companies do you work with? I always constantly plugging myself to other people, and that's it's a constant everyday thing you gotta plug yourself tell them how important relationships is in that business though like people because you know people are quick uh, especially social media or other places they're like oh um, they doing this and I'm not gonna work doing it no more like you gotta know how to pick your battles right like you know everybody's not gonna agree right. with everything but like when you get out there and you run your mouth you might be blocking your blessing because that person that probably could have been helped you and then somebody else that could help you they looking at you just dogging this person and they're like oh nah I don't want right. nothing to do with that person and like people don't I get that they don't. I, I literally, in insurance, I was doing door to door. Like, literally, I was out here knocking on doors. All I needed was $100 a day. $100 a day gave me $800. So, I just made $100 for the day. I knew I was going to get $800 the next day. So, I was literally out here knocking my tail off. I didn't care where I had to go. People were like, you really be walking door to door? I'm like, yes. One day, I, took, I had been to, like, I had already done, like, 52 door knocks, right? And I was kind of over it for the day. But it was one more house on the street. So I went to that last house. I'm like, you know, I'm about to hit this house and I'm going home. I'm tired. I got to that one house. And this lady was like, come on in. Like, she was like, I've been waiting on you. And when I went in, she wrote me a check for $114. So I knew I made my $800 for the day. But she literally put me in front of 25 people that were ready to buy today. Ooh. So building relationships. Yeah. Building relationships. I could have easily gave up at that 54th door. Like, man, I'm tired. But just taking that extra step to go to that next house and just talking to that lady made it a great experience for me. Like, boy, I think I had a 10K month that month. I was eating good. So it was just like, girl, you know, I made all this money. What you about to do? Like, I was ready to go out there and knock on some more doors. But (laughs) it's all about it's all about what what you consider to be your heart. Like, what are you willing to do? Like, you got to build those relationships. I met one truck driver. And he done bought me all his trucking friends who work for the same company. They all need the authority. They, that's $1,100 a pop. Right. But he don't mind bringing his friends. They got $1,100. Man, they were like, we ready to we ready to work with you. You know? So it's all about building those relationships. The man next door to me, he, it's the, he owns like a herbal life shop. He has bought so many clients to my door that pay cash. Like, mm. I will honestly say that 95% of my business 
is not on social media. Hey, and that, you know what I'm saying? It's not a bad thing either. You know, sometimes social media is good and a bad thing. You know, you can definitely, well, I guess when you grow, you can you can know when to plug that social media. You know? Right. So you got to build those relationships. I don't care what it is. It could be a, it could, you could be out doing one of those network. I love networking events. I mean, COVID definitely destroyed them or whatever, but networking mm-hmm. events is where it's at. I'm talking about, I love networking. You meet some really dope people that are not even on social media. Yeah. Step out and people, y'all step, y'all got to step out of your comfort zone. Y'all got to stop being so selfish. Like you, like she said, you got to build relationships. Like you can't be selfish. Like, oh, it, just, just me, 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 and me. Like your business is going to be trash and nobody's going to refer nobody to you because you already got a defeated attitude, man. Like nobody, right. I don't know why people think that. Like I, I hate that, that attitude where it's just me, me, me. Oh, I don't care about nobody else. Like it's it's stupid. It's not gonna get you nowhere. right. But I tell people all the time, would you buy from you? Right. Like people have such a sucky attitude when it comes to what happened. Like the first thing that might break down, or the first thing that might happen that costs you extra money. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this some more. Then it's not for you. Yeah, it wasn't meant because for you. Literally, it's th- the grind is three to five. I don't care. You can't cheat the game because the game, the game is the game. Like it's three to five years. In three to five years, you can be financially free, but it takes three to five years of full grind for you to even get to that place where you are, where your money can come in and you not have to really work, but so hard to get it done. But it's three to five years. I don't care what business you got. Give it three to five years and it's going to do something strange for you. Right, right. You got to get through that struggling part. Some people, you got to go through the struggle to get to where where she's at. Trust me. And I tell people that all the time. I already, I I went the whole way hard. I I took the hard route. I definitely didn't take the ladder. I didn't take the elevator. I took the, um, I think I took a ladder. I put a ladder up against the building (laughs) and tried to climb it. (laughs) With no windows. Like, (laughs) I definitely took the hard route. So I tell people all the time. That is why I don't mind talking to people and telling people a different way. You got to give it three to five years, but I can tell you exactly what my mistakes were, and I can call, you know put you in a place where you don't make the same mistakes that I made. Right, most definitely. And I definitely made some most, a lot. Most definitely. So, what would you tell a young lady who's you know thinking about starting her own business uh, and probably was in the same position you was? Like, what advice would you give that young lady? I would tell her to get her her stimulus check and get 297 and come see me <laughs> take 297 and come see me like you gotta put yourself in that place you gotta figure out what it is that you want if you don't really if you if you have a hard time focusing at work then you gonna have a hard time working for yourself right right I i'll tell anybody that people not people working at mcdonald's but i don't because somebody gotta work there okay true so every everything that we have out here, the jobs are needed. So everybody don't have to be working on it, working for themselves. But if you feel like this is where you at, I'll, I'll tell one more thing is that I literally used to have this feeling of always wanting more. Right. That it was never enough. So if you have that feeling like it's never enough, you want more, you feel like you should be doing more, you can have more, if you, that's all you think about, then it's definitely for you to be an entrepreneur. You need to be able to dictate how much money you make. Right. You need to be able to go out here and work the way that you want to work and be able to get results. But if you ain't no leader, you have to be a leader. If you ain't even halfway a supervisor at your job, just let it go. It's not for you because you got to be able to delegate. You got to be putting yourself in a position where you're ready to grind for it. So if you, if it's somebody out there that was Charlene 2015, where I was just hoping and praying I could pay my light bill just hoping and praying that I could pay my rent 
just hoping and praying that my, you know, when I, I used to, you know what, and I used to leave my, my, um, I used to leave the light on. I used to leave my porch light on because I knew if I came home, my porch light was off, then my lights were off. I wouldn't even bring my kids home. I would just go straight to my mom's house. Right. Like being an entrepreneur is not easy in no way, shape or form. So I tell women, if you if you really a, you got to be a dog, like you got to be ready to go after it, regardless of what you feel. If you don't have that 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 dog in you, that I'm gonna go get it and I'm gonna come back with it and I'm gonna cook it and feed it to everybody, then it's not for you. But if you say that's me, I'm ready to get it. Get you two ninety seven and come see me. <laughs> like I'm gonna put you. <laughs> I, I promise you, I'm gonna put you in the game. And, and furthermore, like we have, like with, even with taxes, and I literally worked under somebody for two and a half years, almost three years. This man paid me ten dollars an hour to work for him in a tax office. Right. I probably put in every return that he had in there. Mm. He paid me ten dollars an hour. Now, I I give. I offer the opportunity to young women to come in and work with me, and I offer them two hundred and ten dollars for every return that they put in. Mm. Hey, and you will be surprised how many people would prefer to get paid ten dollars an hour versus two fifty for every return. The mentality is not there. Right. The mindset is not there. I can I can take you to the water and say, "Babe, you can drink all of this." And somebody would still dig a hole and want to put water from the ocean into that little bitty um, hole. You're right. I mean, it, it just it's, it's not for everybody. Us. Yeah, it's not. It's for not everybody. for everybody. But if you feel like you know what, I'm sick and tired of working for somebody else. I deserve more. You should definitely hit me up. I, I will do whatever I can to get you to where you need to be. I don't care if it's in a trucking business. I don't care if it's in a tax business. I don't care if you're an insurance agent. I'm about to start. I'm about to do. Um, we about to start hiring for insurance agents pretty soon. But being able to go out to the field and knock on doors, if everything fails for me tomorrow, I can go out here and knock on a door and I know for a fact that I'll come out with a bandage. Mm. If everything fails for me tomorrow, because I took it from the ground up, I started this thing myself. So if everything should crash for me tomorrow, I will go to Goodwill and get me a nice top and a nice pair of pants. Because my license, they can't take my license away. I'll go right out here and I'll knock on doors if I got to. Hey. But you got to have that mindset of knowing how you got there. You can't just be out here wanting to weasel your way in and then weasel your way out. You can't be scared. You got to be ready to go get it. So until people are ready to go get it, I only want I only want people that don't go get it on my team. Because you're making my whole team, you, you become a cancer. Right. When you got somebody in your team that's not going to do everything that's needed to do it, they become a cancer. And you know what you got to do with cancer. You got to cut it out. Got to cut it out. Can't cheat the ground. You got to kill it. Can't. You got to be killed. You got to remove the cancer in right. order for the whole unit to stay the same. Yeah. I love the fact that I have a business partner that I can trust. I love the fact that my business partner is like an extension of my arm. If I, if I move my arm to the right, I already know she's moving hers to the right. I move my arm to the left, I know she's moving hers to the left. There's nothing that anybody can come in between me and Erica because me and Erica are a unit. We are as one. And you kind of got to have that. People say, I want a business bestie. You ain't ready for a business bestie until you're ready to stop hating on the next woman. Yeah, and and, and you better have make sure that partner is, is walking in the same purpose as you, too. You just can't, oh, that's my best friend. That's my best friend. Yeah, because your best friend might not have, y'all might not have the same agenda. 
<laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And, and it does happen. It does. Yeah. It happens all the time. I just thank God for the time that me and Erica have had so that we can get what we're going to get. I'm not going to say that me and Erica's relationship going to always be great because we have our powwows at the office all the time. I mean, that's that's that's, but, that's you're supposed to. Right. But when I come back tomorrow, guess what? It's Charlene and Erica still. Like, I don't care if me and her get mad at each other or what. Like, I know where the money resides. Like, I got to go... <laughs> Erica, where my, I, that's where my money at, and she's gonna tell you the same thing. Charlene, where my money at? Like, we have to make sure that we always protecting that. So I tell people, your best friend might not be your business bestie. I didn't know Erica from a can of paint a few years that, ago. That's that's a bit, you can't get people to see that, man. They think they they so in the stupid mentality. Day one, my day like that don't mean that's your business partner because they could have right. they can get in there my and mess girl, everything up girl, for you. Yeah, she was a master recruiter. So why wouldn't I want a master recruiter on my team when mm. we out here selling packages for? taxes and tea and trucking we doing all this stuff i need somebody that don't that's not afraid of social media like she do way more on social media than i do like she's the bomb.com but i'll never take anything away from what erica does and what i do because we all we work as a unit work together. So i tell women like always get you somebody that you can talk so you got to have an accountability partner in business you got to have somebody that's on the same wavelength as you as far as money goes you got to have somebody to tell you, girl, if you don't make $100 a day, then you can't go home. Right. I tell people that all the time. When they come in for a business consultation, I say, if you don't make your goal this week, then you working Saturday and Sunday, period. If I don't make my goal this week, I'm working Saturday and Sunday. Right. Got to push them to be, to be as best as they can be. You know what I mean? Right. My family already know. If Charlene feel like her, like she ain't going to make her goal for the week, I'm going to make a post. Right? I got to figure out where my, I got to find where my money at. I wake up every day and I ask myself, who got my money? Right, right. And then, like somebody got it, and then go get it, and then go get it. Then you gotta go get it, like yeah. That's the right Mine right here. That's definitely the right attitude. Uh, so where where do you see yourself in five years? Where you see Charlene in five years? In five years, Charlene gonna be retired. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you, like the goal was never for me to be an insurance agent. The goal has never been for me to be in taxes. The goal was never any of that stuff. The goal was just to get forty free and clear. I just wanted forty properties free and clear. That's it. Mm. And, and we, you know, but you think you'll be happy? Are you one of the people that think you'll be happy once you retire? Or are you gonna have to have the itch? Like I got to I mean, do something. I got, I got all my money in overalls. Like, <laughs> mm. I'm, all my money is in overalls. Whether it be stocks, whether it be other business ventures, whatever. I'm always gonna be an entrepreneur. You know, mm. but it's always to go back to what I foresee. Like, I just wanted to take a thousand women with me. Like. I literally have in one of my little notebooks that I wanted to be Harriet Tubman. Like, I just want to yeah. carry a couple of women <laughs> under the ground, you know, bring them over here. <laughs> and lead them to freedom. Lead them to freedom. Yeah, to I, freedom. Just to, yeah. I just wanted to bring everybody to financial freedom, you know? Right. So, will I be happy with 43 and clear? Every year, I add on to that. You know, every year, I'm like, well, if I just have 40 free and clear, I can still be a landlord, and I can still sell these houses over here. Like, you know, I'm going to keep adding stuff on because the businesses are not going anywhere. They're stuck. They, you know, now that we have them automated, they, they do, they're going to do their own thing anyway. So the money will always be there. It's just, I just want to spend time with my family. I just want to do whatever the hell it is I want to do. That's no doubt. And do it young, hey. 40 is still young, yeah, so I'm, that's, I, that's I good. I gave up my 20s. I gave up my 20s and basically all of my 30s to the entrepreneurial game. So it's only right that I can take a break. I just want, I literally foresee myself literally going to all my tax offices and picking up a bag of cash and walking and going back to my car. Hey. 
And now that we got direct deposit, I don't probably don't even gotta leave home. So no. I just see, I just foresee me being exactly who I'm supposed to be. To me, I'm supposed to be a millionaire. Right. To me, I'm supposed to be the CEO of everything that I own. And so it's all about how you perceive yourself, how you see yourself. I know I am a money magnet. If I go to work right now, somebody going to come up and they're going to give me some money. But you got to be willing to talk to yourself and speak to yourself and put those things into yourself. I talk to myself in the mirror, in the, the mirror, in the bathroom, in the car, anywhere. Because can't nobody tell me nothing that I don't know about me. And I feel like if more people had a little bit more self-awareness, that they would be in a lot better places as well. But where a lot of people are not aware of who they really are. I definitely, I definitely agree. I, I, man, this is this was definitely much needed, Charlene. Um, hit, hit, give people your social medias and where they can reach you and, and and your business ventures where they can hit you up at. Right. So you guys can go straight to www.allthingsfinancial.biz and it is b i z dot com was taken, but whatever. They can <laughs> see me on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at All Things Financial. You can find me on Instagram as Coach by Rich. Um. And my Facebook page is definitely Charlene Richardson. I will never change that. It will always be Charlene Richardson just the way it is. All right. All right. We definitely thank you for coming out, man. We definitely, I'm definitely going to point people there. And like I said, um, I'm almost finished. Thank when I told you. you I'm going to finish up and I'll be seeing you soon. Most definitely. Definitely, I can't wait for you to come by so I can give you a tour. Every All right, no doubt. Uh, we thank you, Miss Charlene, for uh, being the guest on the Off the Wall jump. Podcast show. Definitely. You eventually, you are going to have to jump. You cannot just exist in this life. You have got to try to live. If you are waking up thinking that there's got to be more to your life than it is, Man, believe that it is. Believe in your heart of hearts that it is. But to get to that life, you're going to have to jump. I'll tell you why I call it jumping. See, God, when he created all of us, he gave every last one of us a gift at birth. He never created a soul without endowing them with a gift. You just got to quit looking at gifts as running, jumping, singing, dance. It's more than that. It's if you know how to network, if you can connect dots, if you draw, if you teach. Some of y'all fry chicken better than anybody else. Bake pie. Some of you cut hair, color hair. Some people do grass. I got a partner, man. We never wanted to go out with us because we stayed out too late. Come on, man, go out with us. Nah, I got to get up early morning. I'm cutting Miss Johnson grass. We kept laughing at this dude. Cutting grass. How much they pay you? He got a landscaping company in Cleveland worth $4 million. Because all he do is cut grass but he was gifted at it i got a partner on a detail shop make eight hundred thousand dollars a year detailing cars he got six mobile trucks running around eight hundred thousand dollars a year all he do is detail cars that's his gift that's what he loved to do you've got to identify that gift now listen to me when you see people in life when you're standing on the cliff of life and you see people soaring by, when you see people soaring, going to exotic places, you hear about them doing wonderful things. Maybe you look up the street and your neighbor just gets a car every year, every two years. You know, how is he doing that? Have you ever thought, maybe this person right here has identified their gift and is living in their gift? 
because your Bible says this your Bible says your gift will make room for you your gift not your education you go get an education that's nice but if you don't use your gift that education only gonna take you so far I know a lot of people got degrees man they ain't even using them. it's your gift but the only way for you to soar is you got to jump you got to take that gift that's packed away on your back you got to jump off that cliff and pull that cord that gift opens up and provides the soil if you don't ever use it you're gonna just go to work and if you getting up going to work on a job every day that you hate going to that ain't living man you just existed at one point in time you ought to see what living's like but the only way to see what living like you gotta jump and here the problem let me just be real with you when you first jump let me tell you something your parachute will not open right away I'm sorry. I, I wish I could tell you it did, but it don't. When you jump, it's not going to open right away. You're going to hit them rocks. You're going to get some skin tore off on them cliffs. You're going to get all your clothes tore off. You're going to get some cuts on you. You're going to be bleeding pretty bad. But eventually, eventually, the parachute has to open. That is a promise of God. That ain't a theory, that's a promise. His promises is true, because listen to me. You cannot name one single thing God has not gotten you through. Name it. And if he ain't got you through it, he currently pulling you through it right now. And the living proof of it is you sitting in here. If he hadn't got you through it, you wouldn't even be here. So if he ain't never not got you through it, why would he not let your parachute open? He, it has to open, man. But it, it, you got to jump, though. Now, here's another thing. You can play it safe and deal without the cuts and the tears. And you can stand on that cliff of life forever safe. But if you don't jump, I got another promise I can make you. Your parachute will never open. You'll never know. You never know what God really has for you. See, your God has a wonderful life for you. Once again, I'm going to refer to your Bible. Now, you go down there, you memorize these scriptures, you want to apply them to yourself. Your Bible says that he comes to give you life and give you life more abundantly. If I were you, I would jump. Because that's the only way to get to that abundant life. You got to jump, man. You got to take a chance. Now, when I get through talking, there are those of you who have discussed this in the car. Well, I got bills. And I got, I got bills. I, whether you stay on the cliff or you jump, you're going to have bills. Well, if I quit my job, I'm going to ruin my credit. If you got a job, you're living check to check. Even if you got A1 credit, you can't buy nothing else no damn way. At one point in time, man, do yourself a favor. Go, go see what God really do. God hold you up, man. He ain't going to let you fall. He ain't bring you this far and let you fall. Do yourself a favor, man. Before you leave this world, before you die, jump. Just jump one time.